The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would, not, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. In the gospel we just heard, it was no secret that the Lord was reminding us in a, a very abrupt manner to prepare for the coming that will be in the end. To stay awake, not to be caught off guard. It's an appropriate start to our Advent season. You may recall that the word Advent is actually a, a Latin word, or you may not recall that, and it be news to you. Advent mean, comes from two words, advenire, which means to come to. The Adventus, the coming to us of Christ. So we celebrate this Advent season where we prepare our hearts for the coming of our Lord first in his incarnation, when he is born to the Blessed Mother. When he becomes a little child for us. We prepare our hearts for that blessed day. In just three and a half weeks or so. To welcome him. But we also welcome him. When he comes in his glory. At the end of days. When all things that we have known. Will cease to be as they are. We will stand before him. To make an answer for our life. And he bids us be prepared, be ready. It's easy for us to not be prepared. It's kind of the natural course of things. I mean, after all, it's been 2,000 years. It's easy. We kind, of, we kind of just presume that we have tomorrow. I don't know about you. you know, we kind of presume upon a whole lot of things further down the line. I mean, the Lord's come, he's not come for 2,000 years. Who's to say it won't be another 2,000 years? Who's to say it won't be 10,000 years? Who's to say it won't be 10 minutes? It will come as a surprise to all. And so, we get the annual reminder to be ready, to stay awake. Because indeed, it is easy for us to be lulled to sleep it's easy for us to not keep the, keep the fire of faith within our hearts. 
All we have to do is do what everyone in the world around us does. It's easy for us to not push forward with great resolve in our faith. Because oftentimes when we do, we get pushed back. Whenever we start to say that we've done something new in our faith, whenever we start to, to show that maybe we've kind of turned over a new leaf, that we're, we're having a little, a little sign of something is different within me, very often the world around us goes, huh, yeah, 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 you know, it's a nice, a nice act. It'll last a couple of weeks, and then, you'll, and then you'll go back to being normal, right? You know, just kind of, you know, often the world wants to quench the fire of the Holy Spirit within us. Often whenever we try to do something good, those around us may, if not openly, at least kind of unspokenly, kind of laugh at us, mock us for doing something of faith so seriously. It's also easy because virtue is tough. Doing what feels good is easy. A normal course for us is to become lulled by the simplicity and the ease of this life. But Christ bids us stay awake. In fact, this staying awake is what you prayed for at the beginning of Mass today. One of the fruits that, that I, I think is continuing to process from my, my time in sabbatical was spending time at a monastery where the prior of the monastery, the head of the community, nearly every homily he gave was the starting point was not the gospel or the first reading or the second reading of the psalm, the starting point of nearly every homily he gave was the opening prayer of Mass. It was the collect that I sang, and to which you responded, Amen. And the simple fact is, I don't know about you, but very many of the Masses that I have celebrated, I have no idea what I actually prayed at the end of that prayer. I'm not paying attention to it. I pay attention to the readings. I pay attention to the Eucharist. I pay attention to the, to the other things that are going on. But, but sometimes those, those prayers that seem just kind of the normal, you know, let us pray. Okay, Father, didn't, you know, sing your thing, Father. You know, at the end, we'll do our thing and we'll sing amen, right? But it's important for us. It's important for me, especially. To be mindful of what it is that we're praying for. Because quite often, I've discovered... The things that the Lord gives to us in the liturgical books are the exact things that we need. And sometimes we don't know how to ask for it. But the beautiful thing is the Lord has already given us the words. And this call for us to stay awake, to prepare our hearts. What is it the Lord gives us today to pray for the grace of this Mass, of this Mass, these 60 minutes or more or less, probably more, sorry. Um, to come and pray for. I haven't prayed Mass with y'all in a long time. I'm super excited, y'all. Um, the, the, the grace that the Lord gives to us today to pray for as we begin Advent is this. The opening prayer. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. So that gathered at his right hand, we may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. That's what Christ put on our lips this morning. And every one of us responded, Amen. Amen means, I believe. Let it be done. 
Yes, let's do that. The amen that we profess is an amen of action. And this is what Christ invites us to. To live this Advent season and to pray for the grace to have the resolve, the, 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 the perseverance to push forward in, in meeting him with righteous deeds at his coming. At Christmas and then whenever he comes in glory, whenever that may be. To live our lives in holiness so that we may be worthy to possess heaven. That's what we're praying for today. To live lives of holiness so that when he comes, we're ready. How do we do it? We put off the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light. One thing. Pick one thing. And for the next three and a half weeks, resolve to do that thing to prepare your heart. One thing. Oftentimes we want to get to do a lot of things. We want to do all kinds of things. And then we don't do anything because we've got lots of things we've got to do. One thing. To prepare your heart for the coming of our Lord. One of the best ways to prepare our hearts, and this is no surprise coming out of my lips, you will understand, go to confession. My regular response. Go to confession. There's a 10,000 reasons not to go to confession. But there's one reason to go to confession. And it's because Christ in his mercy loves you and wants to give you his grace. He wants to give you his mercy. He wants to give you his peace. And the devil doesn't want any bit of that to happen. Maybe your one thing to do this season is to resolve at some point in the next 24 days... To make a good examination of conscience and to go to confession. Maybe you recognize a place still in your life where there is mercy or forgiveness that needs to take place. Do something about it. Work for reconciliation or at least work on your end of things. Maybe you've been meaning to work on your prayer life a little bit more. And anytime we say, I want to pray more... 90% of the time, that doesn't necessarily happen because we don't have a concrete plan of how I'm going to pray. So if you want to pray more, be concrete about it. What is it you're going to pray? How often are you going to pray it? And commit to it for 24 days. Maybe it's that you have a particular sin that you've been wrestling with that you really really want to work at getting rid of that that bad habit, that, that sinful thing. 24 days, commit to fighting against it. When we have a time frame, sometimes it's really helpful. Because it's not like, I've got to do this thing forever. Because that can be a little overwhelming. But whenever you say, I'm just going to do this thing this week. And then next week, and the week after that, and a couple of days for the week after that. That becomes more manageable. Maybe there's a virtue you want to work on. Maybe there's an act of charity that the Lord has been putting on your heart that you want to do something for someone else and you just, you just haven't, haven't put it into action yet. Whatever it may be. And if it's none of these things, fine and good. 
But pick one thing and do it to prepare your heart. And as always, if the Holy Spirit is prompting something in your heart at this moment where he's saying, work on this, and you're going, anything but that, (laughs) do that thing. Oftentimes with us, we already know what we need to do. I guarantee probably 99% of you already know, like, yeah, I need to do that one thing that's like, <laughs> it's, it's a big billboard in my life. that I need to work on this thing. And how easy it is oftentimes to do the, the, uh, the easier thing. Take on the one thing and to do it well for 24 days. We don't have to do it perfect, but we can grow in doing it better. And the simple fact that is if we do this, if we even just work on one little place in our life, one piece, what joy will fill the heart of Jesus Christ when he comes to us. If we work intentionally to try to foster something to prepare our hearts for the coming of our Lord, what joy on Christmas Day in the heart of Jesus and probably in your heart too. So we've made progress to have experienced some growth, some healing, some hope, some renewal, some something. And even more, what joy will be ours if continuing to work on those one things, one thing at a time through the course of our life, that whenever the Lord calls us to himself or whenever he comes in glory, the joy that we will experience in this life will seem as nothing compared to the joy of possessing heaven. Heaven is ours for the taking. And we only have to do one thing to get there. So my brothers and sisters, let us throw off the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light.